With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tweak for another edition of InfoTrack. Express 106.5 FM. The number one FM talk radio station in the Inland Empire. KCAA, the station that leaves no listener behind. Express 106.5 FM. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292 FQ Riverside, and K293 CF Moreno Valley. You're listening to Just the Word of God with Reverend Sylvester on KCAA. Here is Reverend Sylvester. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we know that if it had not been for you, we would not exist. We would not even be in this world, and this world would not exist. We come to say thank you this morning. Now, Lord, if there's anyone in need of your services, I pray that you heal and deliver. Send your word. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you this morning. Go with me to Psalms chapter 77. Psalms chapter 77. Psalms 77. And we want to talk about Asaph. Asaph was a Levi priest. Give you a little history on him. He wrote Psalms 50 through 83. Psalms 50 through 83. He saw so much in his time the fulfillment and the unfulfillment of God's word. David appointed him to be the worship leader. He was the worship leader for David through everything. He made sure that the choirs and everyone sung well and that every song they sung was well. He was there when David fell. He saw Solomon when he became a wicked king. He saw Israel when Judah and Jeroboam took over it and decided to destroy Israel. He was there through it all. But I want you to look at Psalm 77, and we're going to read here. I cried out to God with my voice, to God with my voice, and he gave ear to me. And in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord, and my hands were stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered of God and was troubled. My remembrance of God and was troubled. I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. 
I have considered the days of old. Now, after he saw what Solomon and what went on and how he's complaining here, and he starts actually in Psalms 50 with his complaint and his despair of things that he felt that God did not keep his word. And a lot of times some of us feel that God has not forsaken us and that he's not there and that he doesn't care and that he's not concerned with you. But you come to a point in life that you can't turn back. You've been walking with him so long. You, he's been a part of you so long, you just can't turn back. And even through all of these complaints that ASAP was putting forth, he still could not turn back. Let's read some more here. And the year, and he remembered the days of old and the years of ancient time. I call to remembrance my songs in the night. I meditate within my heart and my spirit made diligent search. With the Lord, will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? How many times have you wondered if God was even with you? And that you see so much going on and you're wondering, where is God? Well, I want you to know he still lives. He sits on high. He's still on the throne. He see all, hear all, and know all. He's well aware of circumstances and situations. Asa was in a place that was so disturbing to him until he said back in the other verse, his spirit could not even rest. You ever had it where your spirit just can't get right? Your spirit just can't set right with what's going on. You're so in agony and so in a, in a fit and in a rage about something that has taken place. And you're saying, I prayed and I cried and I fasted and I've sought the Lord. But yet this thing seems to just be going to destroy myself or destroy my family or destroy someone that I love. And then some of you have seen some things that have destroyed a family member or someone that you love or something. And you're saying, Lord, why? And you feel in yourself that God, you didn't keep your word. You didn't do what you promised. You didn't stand by me. And I lost them. Lord, what am I going to do without them? I stopped by to tell you this morning that Jesus is still with you. And he's always there. And he's always been there. But you're so complex and you're so angry about the circumstances. And the one that you lost until you can't see clearly. And at one point, it talks about Aesop going into a delusion. But here, he was a song leader for over 40 years. He was a Levite priest from the beginning. And he's seen so much go up and down and back and forth and so much destruction. He was there when David became king, when God chose David. He was there when Solomon became king and when Solomon was on his great pedestal and when Solomon was so high. He was there, so he's seen quite a few things go up and down, but he was there when they destroyed the temples. 
Their churches being destroyed today, fighting amongst themselves. Doors have been closed because the people will not get along. Doors have been closed because people will not bring in the free will offering, nor will they pay their tithes. Because they have a concept and they have a way that they want things to be. And instead of going the way that God has made the leader and the way that God is sending the leader, you rather not see the leader go forward, but you'll tear it down before you'll build it up. So he was in a way that he's seen so much destruction throughout Israel until it caused him to waver. It caused him to wonder, where is my God? Where is that God you say is so great? Where is that God you say can do anything but fail? Where is he now? But he was there then and he's still there now. Sometimes God take people home because they're spiritually tired. They're physically tired. I was told there was a lady and its people were there and they were doing drywall work in a home for her. And the lady was so sweet to them, and they admired her. They left one day and went back the next morning, and the lady had passed away. They didn't know what to say or what to do, but my God, Jesus was there. And as you've often said and heard me say, every time a baby is born, Jesus has been here. And he's always and always will be here. So ASAP had seen so much sorrow and so much sadness, just like some of us have seen. Just like some of us, we're running the street, we're roaming, we're, our husbands are lost, our children are gone, and we don't have anyone, and we've become homeless, and you're in the street because you're troubled. And you're angry with God. You're not angry with people. You're angry with God. But there's no need to be angry with God. He's standing there with an outstretched hand and a heart of love. And you have to come to the place to say, Lord, whatever it is, you kept me here for a purpose. Help me to fulfill the purpose. God has spared you to live another day. He has a reason. He has a plan for your life, even though you don't know it. But if you'll just stop where you at and say, Now, Lord, take my hand and lead me on. God, I'm troubled. I don't know which way to turn. I don't know which way to go. Everywhere I cried for help, it seemed like there is no help. It seemed like there is no comfort for me. But, God, you can do anything but fail. So I'm going to put my trust back in you one more time. One more time. I don't care what you did five minutes ago, ten minutes ago, right now, this moment. That's all that counts. As you put your trust back in God and believe that he's going to come through for you. Believe that he's going to do just what he said he's going to do. He always come in a way you least expect him. I'm so reminded when he had came out of the tomb and the two people were walking down the street and Jesus walked back behind them. And they, and they asked Jesus, had you heard what has happened? And he said to them, what has happened? They, he said they crucified Jesus of Nazareth. But they didn't know that it was Jesus they was talking to. They didn't realize that Jesus has kept his word because he said, destroy this temple. And on the third day, I'll build it back up. 
So I don't care what's going on and what's been destroyed and how long it's been. I come to tell you that Jesus will build it back up. I'm so reminded when we were feeding the homeless, and I told you this before, of a man that was waiting 13 years on his Social Security. He'd been in the street 13 years, but we got together and prayed. And it was less than two weeks, the door opened up and they gave him all the money back and the money that he was waiting for all of those years. And he went on and got him a place to stay and went on with life. So it doesn't matter how long it seemed, hallelujah, he will come through for you. You say, brother, I've been going through this for 15, 20 years. Well, I come by to tell you the time has come to change. Uh, time, because one day with Jesus is a thousand years. Uh, so it don't mean nothing. I just want you to know it's going to change today, and things are going to get better, and the sun is going to shine on you and in you and around you. Uh, and doors are going to open for you and ways are going to be made that you never expected. Uh, those that have destroyed you and talked about you and put you down, their hearts are going to be changed. They're going to come back and be your friend. If you remember when God sent Moses to tell Pharaoh to let my people go, uh, God heartened Pharaoh's heart and he told Moses he was going to do it. He was going to harden Pharaoh's heart in order that he could prove his glory and prove himself. So he may have made the way a little rough for you, huh? but he's going to make it smooth as of this day. It will never, ever be the same. Huh? Oh, glory, wonderful Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Um, let's go on some more in, in verse 7, 77. Psalm 77 in verse 7. Will the Lord cast off forever, and will he be favorable no more? He has his mercy cease forever, has his promise failed forever, more. No, it is not. He's not failed. Don't give up and don't give in. But if there's a brighter day ahead, they used to sing a song I remember so well. And I know the storm is passing over, hallelujah. And I know the storm is passing over. Hallelujah. I know you've seen tornadoes and how they come through and destroy and how everything is torn up. But when that tornado leaves, everything becomes at peace. And everything most that people lost, they recoup within a six months or less. Some people have lost homes, but they had insurance and they were able to rebuild. Some people will tell you they lost and didn't have insurance, but a way was made that they could go forward. You see, God has always got a ram in the thicket, just like he had for Abraham. When he told Abraham to slay his son, God had a ram in the thicket. He told Abraham, study your hand. Don't do it. I got something else for you to sacrifice for me. <laughs> oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. So if you've been going through these trials and these knocks because of Jesus, I come to tell you that Jesus, he's going to work it all out for you. That problem, that problem that I had, and you just can't seem to solve. You've prayed and cried, but Jesus is on your side. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 
So sometimes we've got to humble ourselves at his feet and say, where you lead, I'll follow. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, you got to surrender everything. You can't have this and hold on to that, but you've got to surrender all to Jesus. I surrender everything in me and everything not like me. I surrender to Jesus and let him work it out. Don't go to him telling him how you want him to work it out. But go to God with a humble heart and a sincere mind. And he will deliver you. He will set you free. Say glory. Say glory. Hallelujah. Because I know the Lord. He will make a way. He'll heal your mind. He'll heal your soul. He'll heal your heart. He'll fix it for you. Let Jesus, let Jesus take control of your ship. Let Jesus be your anchor. Let Jesus be your sail. Oh, glory. Wonderful Savior. Wonderful Savior. A lot of us have been running from him and not running to him. And we keep running in the roadblocks because you're running from Jesus. He's called you a many a times. He's asked you a many a times to come unto him. And when God set focus on you and when he's chosen you to be his servant, there ain't nowhere you're going to find help. Ain't nowhere you're going to find strength but in him because God has made a decision. He solely do. Stop running. Stop running from Jesus and turn and give your heart back to Jesus. So many, but as Asap was complaining here, my God, my God, we on verse 10, and I say this is my anguish. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. And I will remember the works of the Lord. And surely I will remember the wonders of old. After he went through all of this, the Spirit of the Lord touched his mind. You can see it in the scripture. The Spirit of the Lord touched his soul. And he turned around and said, I, I, I will remember. After the devil got through tormenting him. After he got through provoking him. After he got through questioning God. After the devil made him think that God had failed, the spirit walked in, and all of a sudden his tone changed. All of a sudden his attitude changed, and he said, I'm going to remember the one and works of God. And some of you that have backslidden and walked away from God, you know what God has done for you in the past. You know how God brought you out in the past. I want you to let your mind go back now. And remember where he brought you from. And remember the mess that you in. You were on a good 
ground when you were standing with Jesus. But when you got hurt and decided you didn't want no more of Jesus, look at where you at now and look at where you could have been. But if you'll turn around, the same promise that he promised you from the beginning, that the same promise stands now. He will do just what he said. He will bring you through. The devil is a liar. He's got to turn you loose. He's got to let you go. He think he's got your soul in captivity. But look at Asa. I'm going to remember, and I want you to remember where the Lord, where the Lord God has brought you from. Thank you, Jesus. If it had not been the Lord that was on your side, the devil would have destroyed you and took you off the face of the earth. But because God loves you and because he's held on to you, he hasn't allowed the devil to slit your throat. The devil may have messed up your mind, but I come by this morning to take the yoke and the chain off of your mind, to break that spirit off of you this morning. In the name of Jesus, I command it to go back into the abyss from whence it come and never return to you again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory to God, wonderful Savior. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember the wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your works and talk of your deeds. Now, if you go back to the first part of the scripture, he was meditating on everything he thought God hadn't done. Sometime you sit down and the devil begin to talk to you. And you sit there and you don't take authority over the devil. Because Jesus said, I have given you power over all demons and devils of all kinds in nature. He's given us that authority. Some people, you don't want to be like the pig. They showed a pig on the news last week, and it appears this pig had been gone or something. But when they got him back, the first thing that pig did, he went and got in the mud. He stuck his face in the mud, and he began to get sloppy and nasty again. He was all cleaned up and looking good. But that's the way some of us is when it comes to Christ. You like being a mess. You like being sloppy and nasty. You didn't like it when God cleaned you up because somebody hurt your feelings, so you didn't want to be cleaned up no more. You said, that it was easy to go back into the hog pen. Huh? But I come to get you out the hog pen this morning. Huh? And I'm closing the gate to the hog pen. Huh? Now, hog pen is the pen of sin huh? that you went back to and you had no business going back. Huh? Take the Lord along with you. And as I lock the hog pen, you can't go back. Huh? I set you free from the devil's clutches this morning. In the name of Jesus, you shall be free. Huh? You shall live and not die. You shall have eternal life that my Father has promised to give you. All you got to do is receive it and come out of the slop and the mess and the stank because you know sin stanks in your nostril. It takes you from one thing to another. It takes you to a place where you begin to look dirty. You look nasty and you know you do because sin will mess you up and this you know. So come on back to Jesus. Come on back to Jesus. 
thank you, Jesus. And I, and I also will meditate on your works and talk of your deeds, your ways, O oh God, is in the sanctuary who is so great a God as our God, who's greater than our God. There's no God greater. I don't care how many statues Israel build. When Israel got way down deep in trouble, they put them statues aside and they got on their knees and they cried out to the Lord. And he heard their cry and he pitied their every groan and he delivered them out of every chain of bondage that they were in. And it's the same God that wants to deliver you. Though the wind may blow and the waves seem high and it look like you're going down, but I come to throw you a life jacket this morning. Grab a hold to this life jacket I brought for you this morning. This life jacket is life. It's eternal life. Wonderful Savior. You can live this life. You can make it in because there's going to be a new world where there will be no sorrow. There will be no shame. There will be no hate. There will be no anger. The devil has poisoned people's mind with racism. And half the folk in the world today weren't even back in the 1800s, 1700s. Don't even know nothing about it. All you know about is what you heard and what you read. Hey, glory. You can't go to heaven hating nobody. You ain't going to heaven with spite and, and mess in your heart. Say, Lord, purge me with hyssop and wash my heart. You're not going into the kingdom thinking that way. You're not going into the kingdom being mad. You're not going to get into the kingdom hating your brother and hating your sister because you forget the scripture. God changed us when we were going to build the tower. He changed every one of us, but we were one back then and we're one now we all bleed the same we all cry the same we all suffer the same everybody was not born with a golden spoon in their mouth and some of those that were born with a golden spoon in their mouth they wish they had not been the bible said to once do you want the rich man's troubles you couldn't handle his troubles if you was in his shoes he sure to do hallelujah glory so turn your heart back to God and remove every hate and every anger. You don't have no reason to hate nobody. My God, you might dislike their ways. You might dislike the way that they speak. But one thing about it, you don't have to be in their company and agitate your own self and cause yourself to sin so that you don't make it into the kingdom. You hear the Bible says that hell has widen itself. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to finish this scripture here, and we're going to get out of here. Thank you, Jesus. Your ways, hallelujah, wonderful Savior. You have your with, and you have with your arms redeemed your people. Let Jesus redeem you this morning. The Redeemer is at your house. The Redeemer is knocking at your door. He said, come unto me, all ye that are laden and heavy laden, and I'm going, yeah. 
hey, I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to give you joy. I'm going to give you all the love that you can handle. If you've never had the love of God wrapped his arms around you, Father, in the name of Jesus, wrap your loving arms around every person, every individual that hears my voice. Let them feel your love today. Love they've never felt before. Love that they've longed for and desired. And it's only through you they will receive that love. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. The sons of Jacob and Joseph, the waters saw you, O God. The waters saw you, and they were afraid. The deep also trembled. The clouds poured out water. The sky sent out a sound. Your arrows also flashed about. The voice of your thunder was in the whirlwind. The lightning, it lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your ways was in the sea. Your path in the great waters. And your footsteps were not known. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Thank God. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Wonderful Savior. You see, you don't know what God got for you to do. Moses was 80 years old on the backside of the mountain. Moses figured he wasn't going to do nothing else but be out there and die. God went and got him even when he was drunk. God went and got him and straightened him up and used him to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt. You don't know what God got planned for you. Stop sitting up there letting the devil poison your mind and mess you up. May the Lord be with you. God bless you until I speak to you again. Go with God and God will go with you eternal life. You've been listening to Just the Word of God on KCAA Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can write to Reverend Sylvester at Just the Word of God at P.O. Box 967 Highland, California 92346 or call 909-856-0251. That's 909-856-0251. KCAA I'm Dr. Anthony Lizewitz, and this is Climate Connections. What has leathery wings and needle-sharp teeth, feeds at night, and drinks blood? Vampire bats. Vampire bats are native to South and Central America and Mexico. They like warm, humid areas and struggle if temperatures drop below 50 degrees Fahrenheit. But winters are getting warmer as the climate changes, so the bats may move north even going as far as Florida or southern Texas. What people are most concerned about with vampire bats is them feeding on livestock and then passing rabies virus. That's bat ecologist Mark Hayes. Using climate data and records of bat sightings, he worked with USDA researchers to model where the bats might show up over the next 50 years. Natural resource managers can then use those maps to identify areas where they should monitor livestock. For example, the USDA has personnel who look at cattle that are brought together in lots, feedlots and so forth, and evaluate them very quickly for potential vampire bat bites. Because the threat is real, not just a spooky Halloween tale. Like Climate Connections? Subscribe to our free podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM.